Hey everyone, happy holidays from the DFWTO podcast and our sponsor, Diet Smoke. Diet Smoke has the premier THC products that will set you up this festive season. Whether it's gummies, shots, and vapes, Diet Smoke has the best selection to deliver the best balance. So do your silent night, deadly night the right way and go to dietsmoke.com and use code DFWTO for 50% off any item. Diet Smoke, your partner in finding the perfect THC products. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast, and it's that time of year again. Garbage day? No, it's time for the holidays, and whether you're ready for turkey day or Santa, don't let this year be a killer. Being alone or even with family can both be stressful around this time, so let BetterHelp be that oh holy light to guide you. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist that you can switch at any time if you are unsatisfied. The choice is yours. Don't let the holidays be a horror. Go to BetterHelp.com slash DFWTO and save 10% off your first month. Sign up now at BetterHelp.com slash DFWTO. Happy, Happy holidays from, from Don't Fuck With The original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Grinlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. And I am in my spooky era. Spooky. It's me. Okay, anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So guys, sorry about last week. Um, I was feeling like shit. Um... I was very, I was just so tired. You guys ever get those feelings where you're just absolutely so fucking exhausted you can't be a person? Every day. (laughs) (laughs) For the rest of my life. (laughs) You are correct. Um, Has said every millennial around the country. Every millennial ever, (laughs) just ever, and anywhere. Around the world, I really should say. Around the world. Right now. Hey, yeah. Um, But yeah, no, that, it was bad. So... Um, but I'm happy that we're back next or this week because um, we were really excited to talk about Saw X and then I decided to feel like shit. So I'm glad that we're back this week so we can talk about it. Um, if you haven't seen it, obviously there's going to be spoilers in this episode, so just know that. I posted a link to our other episode that had all the other, um, it was when we did the Saw series. So go listen to that. All the way up until Jigsaw. Right. Yes. Yeah. I think it was that episode. I don't. Did we do an episode on Spiral? I don't think we ever did. I don't think we did either. But um. Anyway, Spiral was good. If people didn't have a chance to see it, I actually enjoyed it. I I was really upset that it didn't get the love, even from like OG Saw fans, because I really think that could have done with like Halloween Three wanted to do and be like a solid spinoff series. I personally, they, I think if they would have done it better, making it like a short mini series on like Netflix or something, if they wouldn't have done like a full movie. I think sometimes that kind of stuff doesn't need a full movie, but you know, you don't really think it through yeah. until after. But like, Chris Rock took a chance and I don't know. I, I liked it. I liked it. I, I thought, thought it was, was good. I thought it was a good companion piece. I appreciated the humor. And what was so crazy is that what, that's what turned a lot of people off. People didn't like how funny it was. I liked the humor. Was. People were like, what was it so funny? And I'm like, 
first of all, Chris Rock's a comedian. Here's the thing. I don't know where y'all like, been at. But uh, I feel like people walked into that movie expecting a saw. That's what they Yeah, they did. And even though it is not, but it is, it's still, it's in the universe of it. So yeah. it's like, it's still a saw film, but it's got its own little niche, its own little thing going on. Just like you said, Halloween 3. Literally. And I appreciated all of it the corrupt cop thing. I the, loved it. The generational trauma, the traps were really good and inventive and I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't I, I think that's what happens with stuff like that is people people walked into Halloween three, didn't see Michael Myers and said, get the fuck out of here. Well, you know, I mean I, I I feel like that's that's what happens to stuff like that. And it's kind of sad, but it is what it is. Um I really enjoyed Saw X uh, it really brought me back to the feeling of the first three. Yeah, again being an OG. Yes, and again being <clears throat> an OG, like from the start, fan of this series. This movie was very well done, mm-hmm. and I think was a really good fan service. Like, uh, yeah, it was yeah. a really good fan service. I th- I think fan. I, yeah. I think it wasn't a good, like, if you're going to go into this movie critiquing it like a critic, it's not good. I mean, it is, but it's, it's. Well, you'll, you'll pick it apart 10 ways for Sunday and you'll find every, every mistake imaginable. If you're a fan of Saul, this movie will bring you joy. Yeah. This was definitely, I, I do believe there are some films that are made specifically for fans. Mm -hmm. I absolutely Where they're like this is for fans. Like, this isn't for just, like, everybody. Like, if you... If you were if you were kind of, like, a lackadaisical fan of the movies, like, maybe you only saw a couple of them, don't... It, you, this movie really wouldn't have made so much sense to you, honestly. Especially if you hadn't watched, which we'll get into the very end, because we didn't figure that out until hmm. the end, that you really would have had to watch at least the first four or probably three. You really would have had to watch all seven. Yeah. In a, in a way, because yeah, you don't really, you probably could have gotten away with one. Spoiler alert, but you don't really find out the exact of what's going on with Hoffman until like the end of seven where it all yeah. completely wraps around. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of, I think six, you know, he's involved. I need to go back and watch six and seven again. Cause I don't, those are the two I really don't remember as well. But, um, well, it's by, by five for sure. He's first shown in three. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's five. You find but out it's, he's it's involved. five when you like really know, because that's when shit's going down with, uh, uh, he he thought that that um that Hispanic girl that was uh uh Strom's partner he thought she was dead that's and she right wasn't mm-hmm. and then they found that recording that they were and he knew that's right he knew he's like oh I'm out I'm done because by that point Strom was dead he was yeah you know, he was using his hand to like fingerprint leave fingerprints <laughs> and but he thought that partner was dead yeah 
because they put her in protection. And when she popped out, he was like, and they found that voice recording that they were scrambling and they knew it was going to pop up his, oh, he knew that was done. He was Mm -hmm. done. Yeah. By six, he was done. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was, he was out. Um, And six was good. Four, five, and six. Again, and we talked about this in our original episode that we did about the series, how going back and watching four, five, and six again, especially after watching one, two, and three, like watching them all in order like that Mm -hmm. was like, it changes four, five, and six are really good. It really changes your outlook. Because I used to have the same outlook where I thought all the Saw movies were torture porn. They are not. Especially after the first one. If you really watch them together. Like full torture porn when that music starts you know you about to get a crazy twist coming in and it's great it's fucking great and i love it so this movie is technically a sequel prequel yes it's sort of weird what they're calling them now because it, it it's it's after isn't it it's between one and two correct so it's a direct sequel to the first one <laughs> but precedes the second one. So it's almost like it was Saw 0.5 or Saw 1.5. You remember how they did Lion King 1.5? This is Saw 1.5. <laughs> yeah, like there was Saw 1, <laughs> Saw 1.5, and then Saw 2. It's like, that's that's what they did. Saw 0.5. Um, no, but I loved, I loved how the movie starts because it starts off with, you know... Um, I keep wanting to call him Tobin Bell. Um, what's his name? John. It starts with Kramer, John yeah. trying to obviously, like, he knows he's got terminal cancer. Like he finds out it's terminal. And he's just sad. And one thing I did not expect this movie to do was to make me emotional. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> one thing <laughs> I'm gonna leave that. One thing I did not expect this movie to do was make me emotional, and it oh my really God. did. It made me it so me emotional. It was just so sad. Um, well, first of all, it didn't help that it starts off where John is going to these uh, cancer support groups. Yeah. Which I've actually been to a couple. My not for myself, but after my uh, mom died and uh, around the time my dad was diagnosed. Um, and, uh, and they're, they're, it's, it's difficult to say the least. It's, it's like comforting in some ways, but difficult in other ways. Um, anybody that's ever been to one, either for yourself or for a family member will get it. So like it's, so this guy, he actually meets, um, Henry Kessler, uh, who's actually played by a great actor. Michael Beach has literally been in everything this man is such a phenomenal character actor and i grew up with him in the 90s especially because he was in like he was in the three most important black movies you you should see or your card is pulled immediately waiting to exhale a family thing and soul food especially soul food um so like michael beach is just phenomenal so it was great to see him in this because he is really really one of those character actors that does not get his props and he should and he's had a acting career that's spanned years um but his character in particular i love this they're like stage four pancreatic cancer i'm like perfect that's what my mom died as soon as he said that i was like oh god wonderful you're like can i just see a fucking (laughs) horror movie where someone doesn't die of pancreatic cancer can we just do one can we please one 
please. One. Um, and I know, and anybody that's been affected from it, like there, you, there, there is no cure to that. You're diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. That is a death sentence. It is. Um, so, but then he runs, so it starts off with that. John's kind of reflecting, you know, on things and whatnot. <laughs> and sitting at this, bless you. Thank you. He's sitting at this cafe and he runs into Henry sometime down the line. And Henry, and he's like, wow, you look great. Like, you know, he, he shouldn't because normally they give you a very short span of time. He really should have probably, probably been dead. Probably should have already been dead by now. Um, but no, he was still alive. And he starts telling John about this experimental treatment and mentions this Dr. Peterson. And um, John pulls up a video about it later and is talking about these experimental treatments. And um, and what's so crazy is like, there have been stuff like this. Like there have, I, I know famously like, who was, uh, Suzanne Summers was one that did experimental <laughs> treatments with her breast cancer. R.I.P. Suzanne Summers. Um, Patrick Swayze was another one, pancreatic cancer, <laughs> that he did some type of experimental treatment. I think to like prolong. I don't. I don't know to if necessarily get rid of it, but at least to like put it in remission enough that he would have longer to live. So like these, this this has been a a thing where people are just trying to find any alternative they can versus chemo or radiation, depending on the type of cancer they have and how far along it is. Because chemo and radiation just, you know, they they wipe like if you don't know, you know, they take care of all the bad stuff, but they wipe out everything else. I almost yeah. kind of related to like. <clears throat> You should take a probiotic when you're taking an antibiotic because an antibiotic kills all of your bacteria. Right. And that's why even after you start, like your infection goes away, you still feel like shit. It's because the antibiotic has just completely wiped all the bacteria. You don't even have the good bacteria. So I love it. Um, so like that's chemo essentially just like it gets rid of the cancer, but it just just destroys everything else in your body. So uh, he sees this video. Um, get some more information. Uh, Dr. Peter, it's actually his daughter, Cecilia, that has taken over, um, cause he's gone into hiding, Dr. Peterson's gone into hiding, supposedly, um, and she's in Mexico City. She gets in touch with him, send medical records, da 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 all this stuff, and, uh, they go through all the protocols and John flies down there, um, and it's supposed to be like top secret too. So like, yeah, because there's a guy that brings him in a cab that's like super nice, Diego. That's like super nice, and he's like a tour guide. They're like, you can't, we can't tell anybody and... where we are because obviously we're not supposed to be doing this. Yeah, but then he thought he was being kidnapped because like yeah. the tour guide said he was bringing him there, and then he takes him to some random place, and these people pop out in a van and like bag over his head and everything. And that's when she was explaining like, yeah, we've had to keep our security like tip top because. You know, we've, we've had to keep moving around. And I, I love how, especially in this day and age, they kept referring to, like, how terrible the FDA is, the pharmaceutical <clears throat> companies, and how they don't want any experimental treatment because they want to make... Which is all true. 
I said it. It's, I also it's all like a thousand percent true, but like what this bitch was doing was crazy. Too, how like, recently so much is coming out about pharmaceutical companies. I'm kind of here for it, but you know, I digress. Anyway, moving on. Coming from somebody that worked in the medical field as long as I did. Oh, <laughs> I want, I, I want to hear all of it. <laughs> I want to hear everything. So, um. He meets a young girl named Gabriella who is a caretaker. Um, Listen, I don't know about y'all, but if I don't know if I was the only one who noticed this, but at first she seemed off as hell. I didn't know what was going on or why she seemed off the way she did, but she did. She seemed off as hell. I think at first I chalked <clears throat> it up to a language barrier, like mm. maybe her English wasn't very good and that... She didn't really know a lot of English, so she was just, like, she, what little she knew, she was, like, trying to, which is a real thing. Right. You know. But to me, um, I was getting, like, she had vibes that were, like, something was off. Oh, see, I didn't pick that up at all. I thought there was just a language barrier. It was the way that she was acting. It wasn't that she was trying to, like, understand him. She was acting very strange, and I'm like, no. She something's wrong, but I, I didn't. But I mean, we all obviously knew. You know, if you're if if you know this series, you right. obviously know this whole thing is bullshit. Somewhere down the line, you know it's going to come out that this whole right. thing is bullshit because John still had it. Does die? Like I thought it was crazy too because I was telling her like I just got uh, I just got done watching the one where he. I'm like I just watched his Three. body sitting on a table. And his autopsy performed. Like, right. I just watched that happen and he's alive. Right? Like, that was weird. Um, so he meets the team. They go over the procedure. He, quote unquote, has the procedure. And Cecilia tells him that everything went great. And uh, while he's having the procedure, too, he can see the screen. So this is a big thing, too. Yeah. This, this kind of brings... This is kind of what, like, blows the whole thing, like, blows the whole thing out of the water. It's like, he had to be kept awake, and as the procedure, quote-unquote, is being done, um, he sees a video of what he thinks is them watching on a monitor removing the tumor and the cancer from his brain, and one of the assistants moves the monitor so he can't see it anymore because he's kind of like in and out and when he wakes up cecilia tells him everything went great and but she tells him he has to drink these like things and he can stay here and recover and yada 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 until it's time for him to go and he's got this bandage on his head um and uh he was so thankful for what everybody did on him and had this new lease on life and it's just that that part made me emotional yeah I think that if was sad if you've been directly if you've lost people to cancer and you've been directly affected by it and you saw somebody like i'm telling this whole movie i'm thinking like if this would have happened to me or one of my family members oh you best believe i would woo, i like I wasn't even oh, mad. Like wasn't even mad that he did what he did. Oh, not at all, not at all. Because you know, especially the cancer he had, they've given you a death sentence. So your whole family, everybody's trying to like 
it, it's just, I, I can't even explain it if nobody's been affected by it. Like, I, I cannot explain it to you when, when you are told or when you're told that somebody you love is going to die and you're just living on borrowed time at that point and you're just doing everything you can. It, it's surreal. It, it, it's just like, I, I can't. It, it's, yeah. It, and and for him, so, I mean, we're, we're talking about a fictional movie, but this is real life shit because right. this affects people <clears throat> every day. And like, if you think that you have found something that took your cancer away and you can finally live your life and your family can, can be, I mean, you can finally breathe and everything's going to be okay and, every, you know, everybody's going to be fine and we're going to be good and... And to have that stripped away from you and it all be a lie, I, I yeah. I, I think this is, I think the other important thing about this movie being made as well is I don't, I think even after the series was done, I, I still don't think people understood John's anger. I don't think, I, I, I think like the storyline bringing his wife into it and losing his child and all of that, like that made a lot of sense to bring in to kind of give more to John's story. Like, I think even like the, the the terminal illness, the losing, I I still think people didn't get it, and I don't, I really don't think people understood the real point at the end of it of why John did what he did, and I think this this movie was the perfect companion to that of why John was so angry. Like there were a number of things this man had been lied to and fucked over, and had so many things happen to him up until this point, and someone who really appreciated life. And what was worth living, but had all these things happen to him, and people just still weren't getting it. So I, I think that was a good. I think this was a good companion piece to kind of like round out John's whole mission of like what Jigsaw was supposed to be and 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 represent. Um. So he goes to this store to buy this. I think it was tequila, wasn't it? For it Gabriella. Was, yeah. Cause she had given him, she's like, this is supposed to be for good luck. Uh, when him, it was when him and Cecilia were talking at first, when he first got down there and, uh, he goes and buys the same bottle to bring and immediately knows something's up. Like the house he walked into, all the pictures were gone. The door was wide open, like everything. Um, the back of the house that had the clinic, quote unquote, was completely empty, dismantled, everything. Um, and then he goes to look at the computer screen. And realizes that it was a DVD they were, they yeah. were watching of brain surgery. He pulls the bandage off and realizes there was... There wasn't even an incision. There was never any surgery done. His hair Everybody was still had there. lied to him. The whole thing was an absolute lie. And that... And we're all like, oh, you just pissed off the wrong dude. Be right. Yeah. You definitely. The wrong yeah, dude. Beyond wrong. Like, so then you never... start, then you start seeing where all these people actually work. You start seeing like, um, what they're actually doing, what they actually do. And then of course, pig face is coming to get them. Which... Cause the first person that apparently that was supposedly the doctor doing the surgery worked in a bed office. Gabriella was a drug addict and this guy was giving her drugs. Um, the nurse was a prostitute at a bar. Uh, they were just all full of shit. And Cecilia had paid them all off to lie, basically. Even Can this, we just say... Even this guy that said he was um, one of her patients that got cured himself wound up being her boyfriend or whatever. Like, the whole thing was bullshit. Fuck. 
Cecilia. Fuck her. God damn, fuck that bitch. Listen, I think people wanted her to get more in the end, but I'm like, I don't think people understand like what she got. She's like gonna. She's she's gonna, gonna die, die a horrible death, like mm -hmm. alone. Like she's not. It's not. She's literally if she trapped. Doesn't, if she doesn't die, and and they do find her in there, like everybody's gonna know what she did. Like. She's fucked other way completely. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people walk that movie, and I, I get it from the anger, thinking that she got off light, and I'm like, yeah, but she didn't, though. See, here's the thing. It's kind of like life in prison or death sentence. You want people to have life in prison. Oh, I want it to be slow and excruciating. Exactly. I don't want it to be Death is kind of the easy, the the easy way out. And the thing is, is that even though, yeah, watching her die would have been more satisfying, because it's a film. And obviously, whatever. But it's like knowing that she's literally trapped for the rest of her life, and she's going to die a slow death because she's going to starve to death, and and not have water or anything. That's kind of satisfying to know that. That's all. She's just a fucking cunt. Like I swear, I've never seen a character in that series I hated more. Oh, I yeah. She definitely won the award of the most hated. Saw character in the entire Saw series for sure. If, if, if nobody, I don't, I don't understand how anybody else couldn't agree with that because I, yeah, that entire series, I hated her out of anybody the most. I couldn't even really stand Hoffman that much, but obviously I love him because of him just being a part of the series. That right, he was right. He was a shit person, but at the same time, whatever. She's just no. She yeah. could just know. She's no damn demon as far as I'm concerned. She was actually Satan. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> the actual doctor was the taxi driver. Oh, that's right. So the actual doctor was the taxi driver. And I think the other doctor was the guy that worked at the vet office. That was uh, Mateo. So Amanda's pretty much going to get everybody but the taxi driver. Because John is actually... John got the taxi him. driver and put him in a trap that he was actually able to get out of. And because he got out of it and John let him go, uh, he told he he spilled the tea. Like, he told everything. He, everybody that was involved, everybody were... Everything. So... Amanda, pig face, starts rounding everybody up. But also, small detail, he also gets on the phone and says, Detective, I need your help. Which comes into play later. And I missed that. Did. We I I missed that completely. I'm like, who totally missed. I'm like, who is he talking to? And I, I don't even and I'm like, you dumbass, you just got done watching. And, and I'm I over just, here like I mean it went so far. And I'm over my here head. like he's talking about Amanda. Which I'm, I'm kind of glad, which I'm almost kind of glad it did. Because then it made like it was the more exciting. More exciting. Yeah. So, um, Amanda gets everybody together. Cecilia, Mateo, Valentino, who was the nurse, was actually a prostitute at a bar. Um, Mateo was at the vet office. Gabriella was uh, was Mateo the one that was annoying as hell? The one that wouldn't shut up. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was very okay. annoying. Um, <laughs> no reason to die, but. Right, he didn't need to um, die. He was just annoying. So they're back at the clinic, but now they're in, uh, they're in their traps set up by John, ready to play the game. Which the so Valentina is the first one that goes first. That trap, bruh. <laughs> I don't know how this is okay. A it's either a giggly 
or a jiggly saw, G-I-G-L-I. I can't ever think of anything but audition every time. Absolutely. 100%. Sorry, that yep. fucking movie just... Audition is fucked up. If you haven't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. It's <laughs> so fucking amazing. Oh, it's it's incredible. But it's fucked I up. I am so glad I watched it. Same. Um, but yeah, it. Uh, I, I, I see those things and I can't... I'm like... My thought, no. my thought always thinks about cake cutters. <laughs> like when you have that thing that slices the cake in half, like perfectly, and it just slides right through it. Oh God, that Excuse hurt my me, leg what? thinking about that. This was an, oh my God, what? Okay, what? so this was invented by an Italian obstetrician because this was supposed to be used to cut the pubic bone in an obstructed, obstructed labor. So, if the bit Jesus Christ! It's like finding out what a chainsaw was originally invented. For if you guys don't know, go look I'm, that up. Go look that up. Kind of related. So, just anyway. Um, so now that I made my lady bits hurt. Anyway, um, my cooch and my legs are killing me right now. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's fine. We're okay. So. She has to cut enough bone marrow to be able to release herself with this this key. Like it has to be weighted to release the key. That's Valentina's trap, and she ultimately they basically cuts told her, her if off. you cut your whole leg off, yeah, it'll, it'll be enough. It'll be enough because they even had a line like where she should cut. So she's able to successfully do it, but she doesn't get out of the trap in time, and she's decapitated. So, which was fucking wild. I remember bro. how what? How did her intestines end up out? Like <laughs> what? What, what that? I'm trying to like. <laughs> I'm trying to remember how that happened with the trap. If she cut herself there, that part I can't remember. Anyway, somehow her intestines. Was it because small intestines end up out on the floor? I'm trying to remember how the 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 actual trap was because didn't it separate her body into three, or like it cut her head off? And because I'm like, how this part right here? How did that happen? I don't remember. Yeah, see, I don't remember either. Somehow she gets again. completely like her abdomen gets severed. Gets severed. Yeah. So. There is all of their things were confiscated and put on this like roll tray that's in the middle of the room. And Cecilia's trying to get to her phone and they're trying to like get clothes and stuff to like tie up to get. And this demon bitch um, decides to take Valentina's intestines to use as a rope to bring the roller tray over to get her phone. Amanda sees her talking on the phone and grabs it. She literally uses this woman's intestines. What? Like, for, at that point, I was just like, what? And I love how everyone around her is like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so, so that's when the the one guy that has supposedly gotten the surgery done before shows that up. That John met shows up that, that ends up being... That ends up being Cecilia's boyfriend, who she actually called. She's, she said that she was on the phone with her dad. Which was total bullshit again. 
Because um, you don't know they're together by now, but you're... Yeah, because he's coming in there. He's coming in as if he's a patient that realizes it was all bullshit, like John didn't demanding his money back because everybody paid her in cash. And when even when Amanda caught her in her house, she had this like whole duffel bag full of cash, which they had there. Um, so they let him in, uh, but they he's got a gun, but they restrain him. And they're trying to explain to him, like, what they're doing and everything and hoping that, like, he's going to be on their side. But, you know, we obviously all know that that's not true. Um, so now it's Mateo's turn for his. And he has to drill into his own skull, basically the surgery that he was supposed to do on John. He has to remove a piece of his brain <clears throat> tissue to dissolve in a tube to obtain his key. Um, so although he successfully performs the task of getting the brain tissue, it fails to dissolve in time. And there's a mask that closes over his face that heats up and that ultimately is what kills him. Um, Which, by the way, during this part, when it was telling him what he had to do, Jigsaw rolls oh out God. like oh the actual oh my God. doll. Amazing. Um, Billy. Billy. Billy rolls out and it's just quiet. And all you hear is the squeaking of the tricycle. This motherfucker, Mateo, he looks at him and he goes, Hello? We Me, both lost it. I laughed so fucking hard that you could have heard a pin drop in that theater and me and Becky were dying. Because we were like, hello? It was so fucking like, funny. It just was the, the way creak, he said it. Creak of the He's like, hello? And I'm like, you're looking at this puppet and the first thing out of your mouth is, hello? I'd have been like, what the fuck? Like, could this get any crazier right now? But instead, he just now goes, a puppet. I'm hello? like, bro. Please tell me that wasn't in the script. And he just decided I to. Really hope to I really hope so. Like, out of nowhere. No one is able to say hello, unlike that girl who got woke up by the water on that vine ever. Like, that's yeah. how we all say it now. Not hello? It's gonna be funny. <laughs> So Gabriella's next. Um, this listen, you are really rooting for Gabriella this whole fucking time. You really are because she was one of those wrong place, wrong time kind of girls. Because unfortunately, with her being a drug addict, she that's and Amanda the only, was like really Amanda's a drug addict too. So she was her, like, so she was like empathizing with her. Like I get it, right? You know, I I, I get it. Um. So hers the, was crazy. Too. The X-ray machine. That was in the room. John used that in the trap to basically subject her to radiation right in her face. Everywhere she moved, this full blast of radiation was right in her face. So she basically had to, what she had to do is she was shackled. She had to take a sledgehammer to break her limbs to pull herself out of the shackles. Which she successfully um, did. She did. And she she was she was alive. She was very much she alive when she her task. Fell. Amanda was about to take her to the hospital. Um, but then that's when you realize that Parker was in on it. He grabs his gun, forces them to release Cecilia. Uh Cecilia breaks Gabriella's neck. So at this point, if you don't at this point, if you don't literally hate Cecilia with every <laughs> fiber of your being like I don't this I don't this know what was the you. this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Even though I hated her anyway, 
the one character I was really pulling for and successfully completed her task was Gabriella. Was Gabriella. I think we and all then were. she just killed her. She just broke her fucking neck. Yeah. I was like, this bitch. <laughs> we were all rooting for Gabriella. Like, we really wanted her to make it. We, oh my fucking God. Yeah. That's why I said, if you didn't hate Cecilia by this point, I really don't know what to tell you. So the trap that Cecilia was actually hooked up to, um, well, not hooked, I can't say hooked up, the one that she was chained to, that was supposed to be her trap. It looked like there was going to be a trap for two people, which we'll get to later. But she then convinces John, like she forces him to get on it himself. And what it actually is, is it's a waterboarding type of thing, but instead of water, it's blood. And then you start hearing this sound outside and it's the fucking kid who was in the beginning, who was there when he first got there, who they yeah, called him he his was one of the, star. He, he was one of the caregivers. One of the caregivers, along with Gabriella, had a son, and that was Carlos, the little boy that was kicking a soccer ball. Um, and this fucking bitch that that uh, John befriended because mm -hmm. he broke his tire on his bike, and John helped him fix it and learned a little bit of Spanish, and because John was even like speaking to him in Spanish as this whole thing was going on. Um, and it was it was interesting because it went even went back to when he was doing the thing for him for his bike yeah. that he learned this Spanish to tell him that was used while they were in this waterboarding contraption. So they forced him to bring a little boy inside. This, yeah, this fucking bitch is like, and, go get the child. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me yeah, right now? She's, she's goddamn devil. Um, so now John and this Because even Parker was like, what the fuck? Even he was like, no. <laughs> like, this pussy ain't that good. This bitch is fucking I'm, I'm gone. I'm out. <laughs> Ain't no pussy worth this. This is some psycho shit. Like, so they eventually, they get the kid hooked up to this waterboarding thing with John and John tells him not to pull the thing because John's basically going to sacrifice his life for this, for this kid. Cause he's like, he literally was like, this is an innocent child. Dude. John Kramer for president 2024. Yeah. So I'm going to say, wait, the ghost of John Kramer. I don't even care at this point. John like, Kramer for president and black Philip is vice. I'm, I'm for it. Just him. Really so the it. trap is happening. John is basically drowning in blood. And the kid, God love him, this child, he actually ends up pulling it anyway because he's trying to save John too. So they're actually, they're getting into a war of pulling this thing back and forth because they're wanting to save each other, essentially. Um, so... I for what? How did they get out of that... So Parker and Cecilia, again, going back to the stolen oh, that, cash. Oh, that's right. That's right. They that's go right. back up to the room that they were watching. Everybody that they were watching in. everybody from, like this observatory room that was above the where the lab clinic, whatever thing was originally. It was when they grabbed the bag of money. Is when they there were a bunch of uh, weren't there a bunch of like papers in there? Yeah, it was basically everything that showed all of the transactions of the people who died. That they ended up dying anyways. It was the list like every, of people. Everything that would have outed Cecilia. Literally yeah, everything. All of it. So that's when that's when you realize that the the taxi driver that uh, John originally captured from the beginning, not only did he give up um, Mateo, Cecilia, uh, Valentina, and Gabriella... He gave up Parker too. So John had already planned 
pre-planned on all of that happening. Like he knew Parker was shit. He knew that this was all going to happen. So um, when they picked up the bag, the music started. So he knew it was all kind of immediately. So it activated the control room. Basically it was a control room at that point and it sealed them inside, which in turn freed John and Carlos. That's how the machine stopped. They were able to get out. But it was funny because this gas starts filling in the room. And John. at one point, John tells... It was either John or Amanda told Parker she's gonna, like, basically kill... Like, yeah, like, she's gonna... She's gonna show you her true colors or yeah. something like that. And he's like, no, she loves me. This bitch... So there was one tiny little window. One of them could survive. Yeah, it was a, it was like a like serum gas basically that was leaking into the room. That was she's kill literally them. like because they're like I'd give my life for you bullshit, and then she's like ripping him like, away. Fuck you. Um. Eventually, she does actually. Um. She kills Parker, and she gets her head out of there, and they're all walking out. But this is this is what we were talking about at the beginning. She, the gas ends up being gone, but she is trapped in that room forever. She can't get out. Like, she is going to die in that room because there's nowhere for her to go. So she's going to starve, essentially. With a dead, rotting corpse sitting in there next to her, too, which is even... Which is better. piece de resistance. She, because here's the thing, like I said from the beginning, even if by some chance she did get out or, like, people showed up at some point she's exposed so you don't think all those papers that were in that duffel bag like john hadn't already like copied copied those like she was already exposed also i think her dad i they never mentioned this but i think her dad had already been dead i think this bullshit of like yeah. her saying her dad was still alive and she was like carrying on his work and Probably all this crap and he was like hiding in sweden or something somewhere i think her dad died Probably. I think that was all full of shit. I think her dad really did want to help people, but then once her dad died and she supposedly was the one to take over and realize that uh, she was never going to be able to do what her dad did, but still be able to make a lot of money is like, let me just scam the fuck out of people and I can just keep moving from country to country to country and keep scamming people until I eventually uh, make enough money that I feel like I'm comfortable with and I can just hide and change my identity or what the fuck ever. But, um, and then I also love when they all leave the building. Cause I didn't even think about that until afterwards either that I was like, not only is she stuck there, she's stuck with this dead body the whole fucking time too. So what are you gonna do? That thing starts stinking. You're just going to stick your head out that hole the whole fucking time. I guess so. That's all you can do. Ew, that's still going to smell. Cause there's dead rotting corpses down at the bottom. You <laughs> can't <laughs> escape. We can't oh, escape. We can't come out. No, Mama. Uh, but what Fuck was really her. so? Two things. There was one part we forgot to mention. When Parker is tied up, John is talking to Amanda, and there is a part between the two of them that I actually almost started to cry yeah, because she's like, I, I can't do this without you. And I mean, if you, if you look at it, it's like a father and daughter figure type thing, because like he took her in and gave her a second chance at life and she loves him. And she's like, I can't do this without you. And he's like, you have to carry on this legacy without me and things like that. And that made me sad, but also, you know, kudos to fucking John, because after it was all said and done, he had that duffel bag full of money and gave it to that kid. He's like, here you go. 
And that kid went and lived his best life. And we love that for him. <laughs> we love that for that kid. So to bring up, I'm I'm reading, I, I always like to read the production notes of films in Wikipedia because you get kind of like little behind the scenes things of what was going on while they were making the movie, which I always think is really cool. So um, especially about that scene. Um, so first of all, uh, all if not most of the gore and effects in the movie were practical effects. So CGI was only used for touch-ups. Which is amazing. I, I, That's very I'm cool. loving that now to know. Um, but one thing that was considered is because there had been a 17-year gap between uh, seeing Amanda and John um, last in Saw 3, in which the characters both died, obviously. There was talk of de-aging them, which they ultimately decided against. Uh, the director felt that um, he expressed his support in this decision, saying that some of the films that have de-aged their actors, it puts some distance between the character and the audience. And he felt that Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith have emotional close-ups that should not be altered. And I I agree with that. Like, like that, that. That scene in particular, I think it would have looked... I think the uncanny valley thing would have hit and you would have known something was off. Like from far away, the de-aging thing can work, but how up close and personable they were within that scene, it, it would have almost looked AI. It yeah. would have looked very weird. It would have looked fake. I think they made the um, right call on that for sure. Because it does, it can work. Like, right. And this isn't horror at all, but like, I'm just thinking, okay, like in The Mandalorian, when they mm -hmm. brought back Luke Skywalker and like they de aged Mark Hamill. Um, like, you, you knew that, but I think if the way they shot that was one thing, but I think if you, if you would have scenes where like he was talking to somebody or there would have been, it would have been so weird, it would have looked it would have looked AI. And I, so I'm I'm glad they decided not to do that. Me I, too. That would have been know, very strange. Terrible, terrible wig. But... <laughs> can we talk about the wig? Terrible wig, but like... That wig was pretty, pretty bad. But like, I mean, what else were they going to do? Right. They sh No. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really glad they did not. So after it ended, though, if anybody else had thought of something, I did. So it was, was a perfect like, ending. What happened to Henry? Great. The one who conned him at the very Because beginning. now we've realized that Henry was full of shit. That he fucking lied. Henry didn't even have He lied about everything. Exactly. Because you're like, hold up. John would have never even done any of this had he mm. not. So then we get to see the infamous. Well, what's wait? Wait, bathroom. what's really cool? Oh yeah, that's what you're saying. The bathroom. Yeah, the yes. bathroom. We get to see the infamous because they were that hanging. Started around. it all. Yeah, that started it all. You saw the dead body. You're like, ah, I know that body. Like, I know that body. I know that body. Um, dead as hell, by the way, at this point. And you see him hanging up, chained up, and he has this trap around his stump, like basically where his pancreas would be, which is like perfect. And the trap is being set up by John and Mark Hoffman. So now and we both went detective. We know, now we know the detective that John was talking to. Now we know. We both went Hoffman. Yeah. 
because that's what you real once you get through four, five, and six, you realize well for us four especially because that was something that they brought up where like Amanda couldn't have lifted this body herself or whatever. So like you know by four or five that Hoffman's been involved like the whole time since the beginning. So mm -hmm. it made sense that between one and two, because he was yeah he had he was involved. Which I thought about too, because I was like, there were times you did think you did sort of think about it later, where you were like, "Hold on a second, how did this?" Because Amanda is not small, a large woman. Amanda's built like, like I'm I'm five two, one hundred forty pounds. Like Amanda's kind of built like you. We're built maybe about taller, the same, but she might be a little bit taller than me, but like maybe like five five, but like we're built tiny. So I'm like, you're built different, small. Um, <laughs> So I'm thinking of like her and a man that's literally on his deathbed trying to pull these because you know they, they their right. whole thing was they had to drug people to get them to where and we're they could like, put them in the traps and we're like how is it just her and John doing this like, you, and then you just accept it as movie magic because movie magic but yeah, then they actually give you an explanation and you're like oh there was a there is a, a third grown ass another man. Doing yeah. this shit. There was okay. a whole other person involved. <laughs> yeah. So, which I thought was great. I did. I love to that. tie Hoffman's character in and like keep the series going. Cause they oh, could, yeah. They could have easily done one through three and just kind of wrapped up, but they could have done a wrap. Wrap. Listen, I, I, never, I don't think I'm ever going to get tired. I do that so fucking oh, I do much. Too. It's ungodly. I do too. A lot. A lot. Um, so yeah, that was it. That was the film. Um, something else I didn't want to read that I thought was funny that they said in production. So the film's first editor, Steve Forn, had the local police called on him during an editing session involving the sound design of the custodian trap. And naturally, there's a lot of screaming in that sequence. The police, to quote the neighbors, had concerns that someone's, someone was being tortured to death in here. To which Foreign replies, actually, I'm just working on a movie. You can come in and see if you want. And the police laughed and said, we want to, but you know, you're all right. Like, okay, <laughs> we're, we're fine. We're going to pass. Um, that's funny. That's fucking hilarious. That is kind of crazy because that sound is wild. And if I would have heard that coming, like, I low-key don't even like my neighbors, but if I would have heard some shit like that come up from my neighbor, I'm like, um, no one emergency. <laughs> How y'all doing? Is everyone okay? Oh, you're just doing a movie. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, except he would have been just, like, uh, you want to see? And I would have been like, fuck yeah, I want to see. Like a thousand percent. Yes. Show me the intestines on the floor. I, I love I this. I love this, this shit. So, um, oh, the movie actually topped the box office in the United Kingdom in its first three days. That's pretty damn awesome. So what would you rate it? Um, out of 10. You know, it's, it's obviously not my, I, I think hands down my favorite in the series well would be the first one because the, the first one's just iconic in so many ways. But, uh. So I think everywhere else gave it like a 6.5 and I don't know. 
give it a 7.5. I don't want to give it, like, I, I, I want to give it a 7, but I'm like, as a fan, I really, really loved this. And I don't want to pick it apart, but I don't want to give it an 8 or a 9 because that that's, like, there's so many other ones in the series that I could rank that high. Um, so I think a solid 7.5 because I really enjoyed it. And again, this, this was, this was purely a fan made film. This was a fan made film. I think the six and a half is fair. Actually, six and a half, I think a seven is fair. Six and a half, seven's fair, but. I'm trying to decide where I want to put it in the films as a whole, because that's going to help me rate it better. It is very hard to beat the first three for me. Yeah. I like three almost better than one, but I don't like it better than one, just almost. Um, three is so good. Three is so fucking good. Because um, I give one pretty much a ten. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, three gets a nine. Three gets a nine. For I'd sure. say two gets an eight and a half. I'd give it eight. I I rated it and really I rated it eight mostly because of the fan service number one and number two the connection that you feel with Amanda and Hoff well not even Hoffman but the connection that you feel with Amanda and and um John. Jake's John in this one yeah is so strong and you really haven't seen that in a lot of films besides three but even you really didn't even see it in three because John was literally dying so I really love seeing them actually work together for once because you really don't see that in any of the films so and three is emotional but emotional for different reasons right you find out at the end that trap was set up that that trap was ultimately set up for not only amanda it was set up for hoffman so like if amanda would have just played the game she could have lived john could have lived like the whole thing that's why I, I loved three so much. I definitely wouldn't mm -hmm. rank it higher than the first one, but I loved three so much because for that reason, because you did see those really important moments between John and Amanda. And when you find out at the end, especially like if you rewatch it a couple times and you realize like, God damn it, Amanda, if you would have just fucking. And you, you rules, can tell she like, did it too. You're she... so devastated by the end of that mm -hmm. movie. Cause you're like, fuck like if you would have just you know you know how the game is you know what to do you know how to do this and she just yeah you know and I, uh it was such a good i love it was seeing, such a good companion piece though i love seeing those. john and amanda work together yeah i love seeing them their dynamic is so good i just i really like that i think that was such an unlikely duo in the horror community but there mm -hmm. was there was really a father it's definitely like a father-son thing or father-daughter thing between them. And I think part of that, especially if you go back and watch it and you realize like the timeline of like, this was right after uh, him and his wife lost Gideon. So he was sort of missing this. Like he was ready to be a dad. Mm -hmm. And this, him actually being able to quote unquote cure Amanda was almost sort of like, part of his you know and i know this is going to sound morbid to anybody else but i i think that was sort of his way of feeling like he could still be a dad in some ways 
to he Amanda. He felt like, like he could have a legacy. Like, like I saved her so she can be my legacy. Like, you know, since I don't have Gideon anymore and my son, like my son's not going to be born. But then you find out that like, if, if he would have known that Amanda was there that night and that like, she was basically directly involved in why his wife had a miscarriage in the first place like it all circled back around like that drug addict that pushed the door into his wife's stomach and the miscarriage is all because he was there to get drugs for amanda and hoffman knew that like when it all circled back around to that and and her just thinking how devastated john like that whole bond between them would have been broken if john would have found out that she was there that night like she knew this whole time and never said anything um yeah it was crazy it was real I, I really did yeah this this was so well this was so fan made and I really appreciate that like that's why I'm just like I didn't even read I, I don't know what Rotten Tomatoes it got I think I that 6.5 I don't even think it was Rotten Tomatoes I don't know what that was I think Rotten um, Tomatoes it got an 80 which is fine I mean that's great but like this was one of those movies where I sincerely did not care what critics thought of it. I mean, I normally don't anyway, but like this, Same. I really didn't care because I knew this was a fan made film. Mm -hmm. I knew this was made for fans. And I kept seeing that. I kept seeing, if you are a fan of the yeah. Saw films, you will love this film. And they were correct. Yeah, I loved it. I really, I really did. I, I was did too. so happy with this movie. So, And which is nice because a lot of times when they just continue to keep making these movies, they're just... They don't think it's worse and worse and worse. Like I like it, I've since what was it? A twenty four has the rights to Halloween now and I No, it's um oh fuck. It's not A twenty four. It's not A twenty four. But someone just bought Halloween does. and they're wanting to revamp it again and I'm like, stop. This is the only thing I would accept if they sincerely took the concept of season of the witch and actually fulfilled John's dream with John on board and do an actual spinoff companion series, which is what Halloween three. Wanted That's all I can accept. If, if they can, if, if they do that, I will wholeheartedly accept it. If they finally do Halloween three justice and have a spinoff companion series i would absolutely love it because halloween 3 has really become that cult favorite among halloween, halloween 3 fans. or halloween it ends is, will become that way too, it, it I really has like. i i think like watching halloween kills and seeing them pay homage and you see the three masks and you're like they they did this for the fans like they knew that we you know how much we love Halloween 3 now and how that really people really love that movie and if they would do it right that is the only thing I can accept because I, I think I think I'm in agreement I think there was one person on TikTok says oh, I want to see Michael again I don't want to see Michael Myers anymore I love Michael oh and I, I do love too the Halloween films, that's the thing this he is, went love... through a fucking what was that an incinerator well, some kind of car grinder or meat grinder. I think he's dead. Like it's it's done. We're done. He's done. <laughs> You're done. There's <laughs> You're done. I mean, it's like I don't want to see the these these 
the 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 80s horror slashers of my generation i i don't want to see any more iterations of they have been beaten to death it's it's done i don't want to see any more freddy mike flanagan is talking about a plot for nightmare on Elm street and i'm not going to be opposed to that yeah have you not heard about this like how he has a he has a thought about revamping Nightmare on Elm Street. He said, "I have an idea." But could you do it without Freddy, though? Like, could we have it in the same vein and not, I'm not have sure. to not have to bring Robert back into it and not have to? I don't think he was talking about necessarily bringing Robert back, but he said because they're wanting to do because I know Robert doesn't want to play no because and they're he, wanting to shouldn't. bring Nightmare on Elm Street. He's back. my dad's age. Like, we need to stop. Mike Flanagan <laughs> literally was like, I have an idea. Let me talk to the director. Okay. And I all was right. like, if Flanagan is involved. Oh, I'll listen. <laughs> we all know how, you know, if you're part of the DFWTO fam, you know how we feel about Mike Flanagan over here. So that man can do no wrong. Um, Except for Midnight Club. Which, I, it wasn't which, wrong. It wasn't wrong. It just wasn't. Which I haven't watched, which is probably, I'm probably just not going to. <laughs> I'm probably just not going to. I'll, uh, you're really before, not missing I'm, anything. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, fi- I'm gonna get caught up and watch Midnight Mass, and then I'm good, and I'm, I'm good, I'm fine, and you still need to see Doctor Sleep. I really fucking do. It's so good. <laughs> um, and you, and then we're good, and we're fine. So yes, I would accept that from him. Everything else, uh, we know, we know over here how we feel about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series. Um, so I do if, not want to see another Friday the Thirteenth movie. I really they're going to make another one because there of has to be thirteen of them, and mm-hmm. that's right. We talked about that. Then can we finally get our Ash versus Evil Dead? So I don't. Crossover? Real quick, I don't know if it's going to have Freddy in it, but it does say that he wants to do a Nightmare on Elm Street project. Okay. He is currently speaking to the. Um. One of those that has been on my list forever is Nightmare on Elm Street. That would be fun. I have a whole take for it that I worked out a couple years ago. And my understanding is the right situation for that title is so fraught. No one knows who controls it, really. No one knows who to pitch. So I keep telling my agents, send me in on a Nightmare on Elm Street. And they're like, we'd love to. We have no idea who you should talk to. I've spent almost a year of my life with Heather Langenkamp. We would talk about it. And it's like, nobody knows what to do. But one of these days, perhaps, that is what Mike Flanagan said. So... Uh oh god. Um so Warner Brothers owns New Line Cinema. So Warner Brothers? I think it is Warner Brothers. Yeah, that's what I just I, I had to look it up because I was like I was like, I know New Line Cinema is no longer like I know they're still making movies under the name. But I knew that it was no longer like its own separate entity that they had got bought out. I almost said Discovery because Discovery and Warner Brothers merged, which is still like I'm my brain's not computing that. Um, so yeah, I get he he'd have to talk to Warner Brothers. But if he's involved, I I would be I would be willing to give it a shot because, like we said, Flanagan. Well, yeah, and I guess I I guess. Bob Shea, too? Does Bob Shea still have production ownership over the name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know who he would talk to. I, I Apparently, his agents don't know either. Because <laughs> Bob, you know, Bob, 
Bob Shea was is has always gotten production credits, mm-hmm. but obviously you'd have to go to the company that that, that owns it and, and it's Warner Brothers that owns it. So you'd have to negotiate with Warner. Oh, God, good luck planning again. Negotiate. You hear that word and you're like, <laughs> like, good luck and Godspeed, sir. <laughs> um, uh, we, we have all the faith in the world for you because we love you. So we hope that happens. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, anyways, you guys enjoy like... tonight. Uh, obviously there were spoilers. We always tell you this. We always prep you for this. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and we ruined it, well, we didn't. It's your own fault. So <laughs> go see Saw X again. Hopefully you should have already seen it. Um, but we hope you enjoyed tonight. And, uh, I cannot wait till it comes out. Cause I, I just want to watch all of them. I want to, I want to watch them in in order i want to watch them in sequential order i fucking love i've been that's been like my thing ever since the conjuring universe like i love i love watching them in order like that i am so ready for i'm the new so conjuring ready movie. Oh ready for that god but yeah so i'll have to watch you'll have to watch saw then saw x then saw two <laughs> yes and then so watch all of them and then watch jigsaw the next day because Jigsaw Watch is just Jigsaw kind of a standalone on its own. Just chilling. Kind of out here. And you know what really sucks thing. is like the literal hottest woman in this entire series yeah. is in Jigsaw. Yeah. And I'm like, why? You're in the one that don't make no sense. She was also, she was in that What Keeps, what you, keeps you Alive. Yeah. yeah, she was the fucking psycho. The psycho. Mm-hmm. Still hot though. Yep. It's always the hot ones. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. And the other one looks like so That's much like... I always said. If the devil really does come back, it's going to be a gorgeous woman. It's going to be a really, really, really hot woman. True Blood did that. And I was like, yep, yeah, I knew it. Well, you know, that'd be one way to pull me the fuck in then. I mean, I'm telling you. Listen, all of us, right? It's, like, Florence, it's Florence Pugh. All of, I knew it was. It's Florence Pugh. God damn it! <laughs> she really is Satan incarnate. I mean, okay. Because <laughs> listen... I have not heard one single fucking nasty, negative, nothing about her. Everyone worships Everybody her. Everybody loves her. She is the Antichrist. No, I'm just kidding. I'm fine with that. <laughs> right? She can save me. Rather be her than Dick Cheney. Good God. She can save I mean... me anytime. That's fine. <laughs> Same. Um, Dick Cheney. With a name like Dick Cheney. God. Shot his friend in the face. His six foot four friend it's in what, the face what you do because he thought he was a quail. So, you know, and then his friend apologized that he wasn't a quail. And, uh, well, but he did apologize. He apologized that his friend shot him in the face. So I'm like, are you apologizing that you weren't a quail? Is that? I'm really sorry that I wasn't a bird for you. I'm, I'm sorry that. And he's lucky it was just buckshot or he'd have blown his fucking face off like right? Daffy Duck. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Suffering fuck. Wait, that was That's so Sylvester. Jesus Christ, I need to go to bed. I fuck my Looney Tunes characters. All of the Looney Tunes. Oh, Alright, guys. So, um, next week, I have family things going on next Wednesday. So, we are canceling next week. It's Happy Happy Turkey Day. It is So, watch happy. Adam's Family Values because it's an amazing, because it's a technically a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> It is. I will die on that hill. It's a Thanksgiving movie. I'll play the victim all your life. I mean, her. 
She probably is playing the victim. <laughs> anyway, um, it's not a lifetime movie. <laughs> um. So yeah, next week we are canceling, but we will be back the week after. Yes. Um. So definitely spend next week with your families. Whatever you do, if, that is what it's all about. If if you don't really okay. have family to hang out with, that's perfectly okay. Get, go get, get some Chinese food. Go watch some yeah. horror movies. Go get some Chinese food. Go see Thanksgiving. Go see Thanksgiving. We will. We have can't a wait to see that. We will have a review next month for that. So we're excited. Um, we're excited for that. But yeah, spend just just do whatever makes you happy for th- for next week, and you know, just look at the things in your life and be grateful for the things that you have. It's about being thankful. It is That's what this time of year is. It's about being with people you love and being grateful for what you have. Yeah, being grateful. Very, and I have a lot. I'm thankful. Same. For you. Thankful and grateful for you. Fucking same. And this podcast. Same. And Florence Pugh. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the best thing, this has nothing to do with anything, but the best thing in my life was being able to have a fiance where we can talk about how sexually attracted we are to celebrities and we just go off about it. And it's great. Me and her would like to make a Kate Siegel sandwich. I mean, me and my so husband if technically do that too. <laughs> we find a lot of the same women attractive, which is which is nice. That's all. I helpful. would like to. We both would like to make a Kate Siegel sandwich. So if that could happen, it'd be a great time. I love that woman. We all do. We all. I, mean, I think collectively. I think we all are obsessed with her collectively. Yeah. We just don't really talk about it, and it's kind of Mike's fault. It is his Because he keeps casting his wife in, like, the hottest characters imaginable. Like, I think he's doing it on purpose for oh, not just duh. all of us, but also for himself. Yeah, yeah. Sir. Because that gets to come home to you. And you know that. And you're like, bravo, sir. Bravo. He's like, I'm going to show her off. And we're all like, yeah. Yeah. You do that. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank he's you for- like, No. Thank you. Literally, thank you for making her a <laughs> thank, lesbian thank in her first show. <laughs> thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Had me so believe in it, too. I'm like, wait, she's married to the director? Wait, what? Yeah. Because I didn't figure that out. I thought like she after. was fucking I was like, gay. Huh? Or at least bi. I, I still mean, think okay. she's not Probably. straight. Yeah. I still think she's not straight, but that's I'm just me. Just saying. Just throwing just it out me. there. You can't play the role that well without having a little... You know, I believe it. I've seen straight people play gay roles. I've seen gay people Boy. play straight roles, and usually you can tell when they are. What was that? That horrible Christmas movie that came out a couple years I ago. I still haven't like, watched that. I, I don't think I can bring myself. To I'm gonna watch because the trailer was me too. The trailer was painful. I was like, "Honey, you are so blatantly, obviously straight." Mackenzie Davis, opposite one of the most gayest women, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> if anything. Kristen Stewart and Aubrey Plaza will get me through that film. Listen, so it's fine. Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza is in that film. Okay, now I gotta watch it. As another woman that no one like talks about, like, and my husband will watch it because he's in love with Aubrey Plaza. How could you not? Thanks to me, she's (laughs) fucking beautiful, and I love her humor. I made him watch Parks and Rec, and he's like, "Who is that?" And I'm like, "You're welcome." I did the same thing. I was like, "Who that? Who is this beautiful?" I'm like, "You're welcome." Now, now you can. Now we both. Can. Anyway, all right, guys. Well, we love you guys so much. Um, be safe next week. 
do whatever makes you happy. Just remember to be thankful for what all of the good things. And um, we will be back in two weeks. Yeah. And, of course, thank you for all of your support. As always, go check out our first Saw series episode that I posted today. And then make sure to check out this one as well. And then, um, of course, remember... Don't fuck. Oh, we got to do our... Oh, don't. oh, oh, wait, too. Guys. I forgot. We got a whole nother week and a day to save on our merch. Oh. We got it. We got it. Oh, that that's next week. Oh, yeah, my literally, God. Yeah, literally. We're, we're ass backwards. That's literally next week. So... I can't keep up with time. I time, can't either. Time is a constraint. I cannot either. That's why if you listen to the beginning of this podcast and you're like, boy, they waited to do holiday promos kind of fucking late. Well, you know what? You're right. And <laughs> see what happened was it was January. It was. Yeah. It <laughs> and was. then all of a sudden it's Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, so, but no, um, yeah, our merch is 31 percent off if you off. use DFWTO ween. Jesus ween. Um, on, on our merch site. And of course, if you click the flow code link, everything's there. Um, but you get to do that until next Friday. So you get 31% off. Make sure to check that out. And I will do a promotional post for that, actually, yes. because I can't remember to do shit. It's fine. Um, I'll do that tomorrow. That way there's a whole week where you guys can remember. And it's right there. And it's fresh in your mind. And, of course, I'll do it next week, too, because I'll be like, be thankful for what you have. Buy your buy our buy, buy our stuff. Um, <laughs> be thankful for us and support our little podcast. Be thankful um, for us coming up with shit every week to talk to you guys about um no but we love it, it it's we, we we really do but um of course we do have all of the um socials facebook instagram and twitter x i'm calling it twitter fuck x facebook instagram and twitter all at the fwto so podcast tired of saying the artist formerly known as twitter i'm so tired of saying tired of people having to do that. I know. I'm just calling it Twitter. It's Twitter. So, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. Um, 88... Nope. Yep. 8811 is the handle. Um, if you have any questions, concerns, want to say hey, or even give us suggestions for podcast episodes, uh, DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. We're probably going to be doing more of those next year. We're going to get back and doing more of, like, listener episodes mm -hmm. and uh suggestion episodes and mm -hmm. those those are fun i miss doing those so please email us yes we appreciate it and then um of course give us a follow and a subscribe on spotify podbean google podcast and itunes give All us a rating i love that we have a five star rating pretty much everywhere thank you yeah. guys so much that's very thank nice you that is um, so awesome when spotify started doing that i was like this is awesome <laughs> and i'm i'm so thankful that we're like yeah just a little little podcast that keeps going i think getting on spotify was probably the coolest thing ever in my life so i'm i'm still very just like it's still weird it's still very that. surreal but um <laughs> and also it just it really it it opened us up so much more because in the beginning when we said we had a podcast and people are like where can you listen and it's like mm, cast box you ever heard of cast <laughs> um but now we just go like we're on spotify and everybody's like okay because it's like i don't know anybody that doesn't have spotify anymore so um but yeah yeah, that's everything. All right, guys, be safe. We did. We, we got it. We, okay. we did it. <laughs> we talked about the movie. Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys, be safe. And remember, don't, don't fuck, fuck with, with the original. original. Have a great Thanksgiving. Go see a scary movie, Thanksgiving. And what better way to, to, to be happy with the things that you love? 
then happy, no happy turkey seeing day. people get killed. <laughs> anyway, okay, bye.